Welcome aboard! We will be your guides during this magical journey into the movies. It's the perfect job for us because we love the movies. It's showtime! Ready when you are, CB! Action! Welcome to a very special episode of Monorail Radio. I'm Sean. And I'm Jackie. And joining us today is friend of the show, Disney animator Andrew Ford. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us on Monorail Radio. My pleasure, guys. Now, Andrew has worked on films such as Frozen 2, Zootopia, and Disney's newest release, Raya and the Last Dragon. So my question to you, Andrew, is this. Is it more challenging for you to, when it comes to world building, to emulate reality like I'm sure you tried to do with Raya and the Last Dragon, or is it more difficult to do a fantastical setting such as Zootopia? Uh, I think each has their own challenges. I know with Raya, there's such a richness being able to draw from um, Southeast Asian countries, um, but there's such a, a breadth as well with there that um, you just, you want to be careful on how you do it. Like you have, they have such like beautiful landscapes and stuff and we can pull from that, but we don't want to make it specific to one place because we want these uh, movies to be timeless. And I think in a, in a thing like Zootopia, where you have a bit more leeway with imagination and it, 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 it's almost lends itself more to like a fantasy type of architecture anyway, which is almost timeless in that sense. Like you can't pinpoint it to anything. So um, drawing from real life, but not trying to make it like a real life place, I think has, its, has some specific challenges for sure. So we've been seeing a lot about food in the promos and trailers. What can you tell us about food as a theme and what was it like to animate that? Uh, it was really fun. I got to animate actually where some of the characters are around a dinner table sharing a meal. And I think it was just, I mean, it's, it's such a universal construct, certainly in Southeast Asia, when our directors did a research trip, went down there and it, it's a gathering place for families to come together, just like in North America and like from Canada, like I think of our Thanksgiving and Christmas meals, like it's where the family all comes together. And you kind of get to know each other better and you're sharing stuff over this like wonderful meal that someone put their love into. So we're trying to put that into our movie as well, because it's those, it's kind of like the most more specific you get, the more universal you get. So I think everyone can kind of identify with like a good meal, like created out of love. So um, yeah, that's food is, I mean, Asian food too is delicious. Like Southeast Asian food, Thai food. I love Thai food. So um, it looks amazing in this movie. And one of the bummers actually from working from home is that sometimes Disney would bring in like OT meals or meals for us. And we'd get to like try these things and being at home, we like missed out on the Southeast Asian food, which is like, ah, too bad. But, um, yeah, we tried to lace that in throughout the movie. And I think you'll see it, um, from like in all three acts, you'll see food throughout logistically what is it like to animate a scene like that because I'm thinking more in terms of live action when you have that dinner table scene there's a whole bunch of cam camera angles it's usually a big cast kind of a scene how does that change going to animation a lucky thing for us we try and shoot it very similarly but a nice thing about animation is we don't have walls we don't have like constraints that way we can kind of put the cameras wherever we need to so in that way we can stage things pretty not easily, but um, we can kind of do whatever we need to do to get a shot and we can like take out like geometry. So, you know, if a couch would be in the way or a chair, we can move that. And so I think that kind of lends itself well to this kind of thing. Um, 
for us in Raya, the characters are such different sizes and taking up such different spaces around the table that that was like a pretty unique challenge. Um, but it's something that when you have like a slower moment like that, it's kind of nice to milk it and just spend time with these characters enjoying themselves. I think it, when you see the characters enjoy themselves, the audience enjoys themselves as well. Certainly I do. That sounds awesome. I'm really excited to see that scene. So the role of Raya was recast due to what was called a creative change. Are those changes that come from the writers and directors or do sometimes the voice actors also have a say in that creative process? I think it can happen from both. Normally it's whatever serves the story. In this case, we had um, two directors on early and they had developed Raya a lot and just got to a place where um, they kind of needed a new voice or new like fresh view. So we got two new directors on, Don Hall and um, Carlos Lopez Estrada came in to help direct. So they've taken like what the early directors built and they're building on top of it. And part of that is changing, you know, characters who the main character might be and voice casting. Like they look at everything and try and figure out like, what are the things we can do to elevate this movie even further? So in that case, that was what happened. Like we got new directors and they want to like tell the story that they want to tell. It's a director driven studio. So those are why those changes were made. Early indications are showing that the movie has more of an action feel than a traditional princess feel. What sets Raya apart from her Disney female counterparts? I mean, there are legit fight scenes in this movie. There's like fist fighting and sword fighting and Raya is very capable. Um, there's martial arts that we tried to, we had one of our head writers is actually a martial artist growing up. So he was, uh, did part of like the stunt choreography for us and the fight choreography. And it's like legit. And there's something about animation where we have stunt people who like, we're using characters who are stunt people who don't get hurt. So we don't have to like fake things as much. Like it, it there's, there's power to it and we're caricaturing the motion so we can make those impacts like feel even like stronger and hopefully, hopefully like harder hitting. Um, and faster and you try and push it like more than what real life can do and uh, yeah hopefully we're successful with that but there are a few great fight scenes in this so we've seen Disney in the past to touch on what you just said where they've taken live action actors Walt used to do this a lot where he took a live action actor and had them basically act out the film on a soundstage and they would use that as an influence to make sure that the animation looked lifelike so that's so you guys sort of took the same approach with this am I understanding that when it came to the stuntmen certainly with the fight scenes uh we had hired a, a fight choreographer and she brought some people into the studio and we were kind of like choreographing the fight scenes for us so we could like pick and choose the angles which we thought were the most dynamic and then all, all of a sudden COVID hit and she was actually filming stuff from home like in her backyard doing that kind of stuff so but still sending into us and it's up to us animators to like pick and choose the pieces that we want to take from it or like the pieces that'll work for the timing because it won't work exactly one for one you can't put like a normal human body on some of these animated characters. Cause you know, it might be a baby, it might be like a giant. So you kind of have to switch some things around and change things, but we definitely used it as a basis um, for our fight scenes. So you brought up COVID just now, obviously it affected the industry and Raya saw a couple of delays due to the pandemic. Does the movie sit in the can until it's eventually released or are you able to take the time to change things in the film as necessary? Once it's done, it's kind of done for each department because there are departments that come down the line that need to work on it as well and they need time. So kind of when animation 
has to be done our section. There's like one or two fixes that we can do maybe over the course of the next few weeks um, for certain, like very few, but Tech Anim, who's doing the cloth and the hair, they need time to work on it. And then once they're done, lighting needs time to work on it. Effects needs time to work on it. Color key needs time to work on it. Translating the audio needs time to work on it. So you don't, you're not able to like change it that much. That being said, we kind of change the story as much as possible right until the end, just to make it like as tight as possible. Um, so we're always, that's why you kind of get those crunch times at the end where you're just working hard because as it's finishing, you can tell like we're trying to change as much as possible because when it's done, then you're done. Now, were you doing that all remotely on the back end of it? Yeah, this whole show, I mean, yeah, it was about a year ago that animation was kind of ramping up. And right when we were casting our first scenes, we got sent home. So we pretty much animated the entire movie from home. Wow. Which had its own challenges, obviously. We're very fortunate that we were able to keep working through it. And our tech team did an amazing job, like a Herculean effort to get everyone up and running from home um but yeah i mean i would love to be back in the studio working on it but the fact that we could make something um from home is just a testament to everyone's like will to to get it done and and do as much as possible i have to imagine though you know being in such a collaborative environment like was it difficult not being in the office not being able to just like run next door to talk to somebody and work through a scene yeah absolutely that's you miss that the most and just like showing your work to other people easily. Like I, we had a, have office mates who we can be like, Hey, can you come look at this? Does anything look strange in this? Would you change anything? Um, at the same time, there's things that about working from home and seeing people on zoom calls that for me, I found it really humanized some coworkers that maybe I don't know very well. All of a sudden I see, Oh, they have a, a cat there. That's like a maniac or, you know, like you see like people's kids and, it just shows you everyone's going through the same thing um, that you are and it's everyone's got their own like difficulties with it, but everyone's just kind of getting through like we'd have meetings where it might be like a serious meeting and we're talking about like deadlines and you'd hear someone's kids singing happy birthday in the background and it, it kind of just like makes you happy that way like you everyone's everyone's in the same situation so there was a lot of patience given to to everyone and a lot of leeway to make sure that their lives were in order like it was a stressful year for so many reasons and I think um we're lucky that we are at a place that prioritizes like your health and well-being and just making sure that you're comfortable working from home well you you just said the key word right is is humanizing your coworkers, you know people that you didn't know so well before when you do get back into your traditional animation space if if that's a thing that even does happen at this point um do you feel like there's going to be a more positive impact on the films perhaps the films themselves feel not that they're not that they never feel disingenuous of course but do they do you think there's an opportunity for them to feel more authentic because you all now have this very unique bonding experience, like you just said, and do you think that will be reflected in the creative process? Definitely. We're definitely going to take some of the things that worked really well, like certain efficiencies. Um, we had to be given a lot of trust working from home. Like the directors couldn't see our shots over and over again, like they can at the studio. And they had to trust that like our supervisors would take care of it and we would hit the notes. Um, so I think we're going to take those kind of things that, like level of ownership back to the studio with us 
to hopefully like everyone will feel even like more ownership over their shots over the movies and it, I hopefully it'll just make the whole project feel better how important is Disney's approach to inclusivity when it comes to characters and can we expect to see more of that in the future yeah absolutely it's very very important it's a priority right now and not only just representation on screen like having the first like southeast asian cast um it's also having the voice cast it's having the directors in those um positions as well um coming from different areas and different backgrounds i think that is a huge priority for us moving forward and you should see that in the next few films coming up um we're going to keep going with that awesome if there's one lesson that can be learned from raya and the last dragon what would it be it's going to be about trust um, the theme of the movie is trust, and it's about trusting other people, but also trusting yourself to take the first step to bridge those gaps of trust. Like in a time where we are actually dehumanizing like other people a little bit, like where whatever, this is not like a political statement or anything like that, but just around the country, around the world, um, these times are tricky. And I think it's more about coming together, trusting each other that we all want the same things. We want to be back together and, uh, to maybe just understand about, it might be up to you to take the first step to do that. And, and let me ask a follow-up to that because you just said it's what we're seeing right now. It's, it really is a worldwide sort of thing that we're all dealing with right now. And, and it especially came to light in 2020, so, you know, Disney is never afraid to take the lead on anything and, and they are the pioneer and they're really the world leader in family entertainment. So what kind of added responsibility do you feel as an animator to really get it right when it comes to this representation? Um, we definitely want to get it right. We bring in cultural consultants all the time to make sure that we are doing things properly and respectfully, um, not appropriating um, other cultures. That's not what we want to do at all. We want to make sure that we do it right and authentic um, and getting more directors um, like minority directors in who have those voices and have those experiences. That's why that's important. A really nice thing about this movie, Rye in particular, is we got to, the animation team got to talk to cultural consultants and they would show us things that we had no idea of like say in western culture and in animated films it's very easy to point like you want to point with your index finger but that's not a polite thing to do in southeast asia so it, it was up to us then to come up with like new solutions like you would use your thumb or maybe you would just like gesture with a hand things like that where we're learning that stuff and trying to put that in to be culturally appropriate same with things like the bottom of the feet you're not supposed to show that. So we're trying to not to show that to camera because you're not only respecting the other characters in the movie, but you want to respect the audience watching the film. So those kind of things that we're able to learn and bring that like authenticity, um, those are super important for us and, and a priority, definitely. I love that. That's things that you would just never, ever think of. And I, I love that you get to share that with our listeners because that's something that, you know, I'm sure that just watching it upon first viewing, you're not going to realize at first. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things too, is learning those cultural aspects that I, like you kind of get to travel mentally um, if you're stuck at home even. 
Andrew Ford, Disney animator, thank you so much for joining us on Monoreal Radio. And thank you for joining us this and every week on Monoreal Radio. We want to know if you guys are going to see Raya this weekend. Are you going to stream it on Disney Plus? Are you going to go to a movie theater? Let us know on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Monoreal Radio. You can also email us, monorealradio at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us on your podcast platform of choice. And of course, you can go to monorealradio.com where we have links to the show as well as all of the social media. For Jackie, I'm Sean. Have a magical week, everyone. On behalf of Monoreal Radio, we'd like to thank you for joining us. We'll see you at the movies, the stuff dreams are made of.